Welcome to Novant Health Healthy Headlines. This is Cliff Mertens. More than 56 million Americans run or jog. That's an increase of almost 50% from a decade ago. It's a wonderful form of exercise with numerous physical and mental benefits, but running is not easy. For some insight into how to make your running effective and ongoing, we asked Dr. Eric Warren, Medical Director of Novant Health Sports Medicine, to discuss five things he'd like to see runners do. Here's one hint. What is the most important equipment a runner should purchase? You can find stories like this and hundreds of others by searching Novant Health and Healthy Headlines. Thank you for listening. Dr. Warren, we're here today to talk about things you wish runners would do. You see a lot of runners. There are a lot out there. You see a lot of them uh, for medical treatment. Let's just start off with five things you wish runners would do. The first one is cross-training. Yes, I think, you know, our bodies are made to move and to move in different ways. And with repetitive motion and repetitive stress, we get injuries. And so we need to we need to train in different ways. We need to exercise in different ways. Even the elite athlete runners will still mix up some of what they're doing to avoid stress fractures and repetitive injuries to try to build their muscle strength in a little bit of a different way that helps them. And certainly most of us aren't elite athletes. And I see far too many repetitive overuse injuries in my office that could have been avoided by running three or four days a week, mixing in some weight training or other uh, ways we do cardiovascular exercise than just running six or seven days a week. Do you have a hard time convincing people that you know, they think seven days of running is gonna be, if it's gonna be more beneficial than three or four when actually, like you say, mixing in other things is more beneficial? It's hard for runners, especially for those that get the runners high and that enjoy the community that they're in and enjoy being outside uh, running. It's hard to find other activities, especially as we get to be adults that create that same environment. But by the same token, our bodies need a chance to repair themselves. Bones need a chance to repair themselves. They need rest days. So we need to find other things. And then if we develop injuries over time, and we get to a place where we can't run, we need to have other exercise avenues that we can pursue rather than now looking up and not having anything we enjoy and just becoming sedentary or couch potato. Number two would be rest days. You talked about the runner's high, and I know a runner does well and he wants to continue on that, but how important is a rest day for your performance and to avoid overuse injuries? It's vital. There, there is a real entity called overtraining syndrome. And we'll have people who have a schedule laid out. They're not giving their bodies a chance to rest and recover. Maybe they're not getting the sleep that they need or the calorie intake that they need for their bodies to recover. And there becomes this law of diminishing return where now they're not making the times they were making before. The performance is not as good or it feels harder. Their resting heart rate starting to go up some. Our bodies were made to move, but they were also made to rest, so we need to be getting adequate sleep. We need to give ourselves a break each week, each month, to allow our bodies a chance to recover. I mean, that's a crucial part of training, but it's hard to sometimes convince athletes of that or really type A structured, motivated people of that. Uh, they just oftentimes don't listen to their body and think more is always better, and sometimes less is actually more. Number three is warm-ups. Do a lot of people warm up incorrectly and by incorrectly I mean too much or too little 
it's almost hard to warm up maybe too much. I mean, usually time ends up being the limiting factor with that. If uh, I need to start my activity or practice is going to start, whatever it may be. The problem I see is people either warm up too little or they're still holding on to the old school thought of, of stretching, the, the kind of long hold stretching that actually results in a little bit of decrease of muscle strength, a little bit of decreased flexibility when we're trying to perform. A more dynamic warm up is what we should be doing. One where we're warming up joints, they're getting lubricated, they're moving, but they're not just stretching and holding and doing that. I still see people who come into my office who don't really warm up at all. They just go out and, and run or do their activity and over time they'll develop injuries as well. And then after we exercise, we have to cool down just like we warmed up and that's where we can get some real flexibility gains which will help you the next time you exercise. What's the best warm up look like to for a runner? I think just getting that body moving some, doing some circular motions with the joint, doing some light jogging, doing some jumping jacks, doing something like that where we're increasing blood flow, getting the joint moving before we launch into our run is going to be the best way we're going to be able to go and have the, the run that we want to have. Dr. Warren, number four is listening to your body. Uh, runners, I guess by nature, are motivated people. It's, it's hard to be a runner, but a lot of times I'm guessing they want to take the attitude of, I can plow through this. My ankle hurts, my knee hurts. It'll be okay couple of Advils and I'm on my way. I'm a tough runner. I can handle this. What do people need to do when their body keeps barking back at them? I would say one of the biggest mistakes I see across all sports, running included, but running in particular, is people not paying attention to how they feel. And so certainly we want to push through that lethargic feeling we might feel of getting out of bed in the morning to go work out. Or we want to push through a muscle burn because we know there is some truth to no pain, no gain. If we didn't push our bodies at all, we wouldn't make any progress. But our bodies are communicating with us whenever we exercise. And so if we're feeling bone or joint pain, that is not something that we should be pushing through. If we're having to take medication just to exercise, that should be an objective marker that we need to seek a little expert opinion or try to figure out what's happening all too often, I have runners get into these overuse injuries and they come to see me. And one of the first things I hear is, I've got a race in a few weeks. I've already paid the registration fee. I've got the hotel booked. I have to do this race. That literally occurred yesterday with someone who has a stress fracture. And in that commitment and that plan, they're not willing to bend from. And that's a recipe for disaster. You're your shin doesn't care. Your shin doesn't care if you've got a stress fracture. Um, so sharp pain is never a good thing. Well, bone or joint pain is never a good thing. And so, uh, you know, people will feel muscle burn. Uh, that's fine uh, the majority of the time. But bone pain or joint pain usually is pointing to something, especially if it persists. And then if it starts to persist when we're just walking and we're not exercising, the rates of stress fracture become higher in that setting. And so those are things to listen to. The, the things I tell people we can't ignore are bone and joint pain, chest pain, and then if we have an injury, anything in the concussion neurologic realm. Those are things you can't ignore or push off and you've got to pay attention to. Dr. Warren, number five is footwear. Um, the choice in shoes is phenomenal, whether you're standing in a wall at a store or trying to look at shoes online. Talk about running and footwear. 
I think the best thing someone can do, especially if they're new to the sport, is to go to a store, a running store, let someone look at their gait and to fit them for shoes based off of that. So Run For Your Life is a great store in the Charlotte area where they do a wonderful job of that. I think too often people will go to a sporting goods store or order something off an online retailer. They, they don't know if that's exactly what they need. Maybe it's on special, maybe it looks nice, it's gonna match their outfits. Mm -hmm. And so that's what they go off of. But they might overpronate, they might oversupinate some, they might be a heel striker, they might be a four foot runner. So especially if we're first getting into running, that's a great thing to look at. I have every January and February, I have these New Year's resolution patients who come in, or they, they're doing a couch to 5K. That's another example of when they get a schedule and they're just gonna stick to it, come heck or high water. But the footwear was the first place they went awry. And I get it that there's discounts sometimes available online or wherever, but having someone actually look at you and watch you do something is gonna save you a ton of money and time down the road. So that, that would be a big recommendation that I have. Is that your biggest investment as a runner? Your, your footwear, obviously that's every step. You, you should not be able, I'm, saying, I'm thinking you should not skimp when it comes to footwear. Absolutely. You need, you need to put money into good shoes and they're not always going to be expensive shoes. They just need to be the right type of shoe for you and for how you run. Um, I, I think another good investment is just having a reasonable schedule, having something that allows you rest days, especially if you're first starting off or gives you the best opportunity for success. If you're new to running, it's hard to do. It's probably going to be harder to do alone. So either finding a community or finding some program that allows you to do that but then realizing you're still going to need a break from that. Even if it's the world's greatest community and you love being a part of it, you can't miss it. You need to have rest days. Hello, this is Cliff Mertens again. Your body and your mind can become fine-tuned machines through running. But as Dr. Warren pointed out, it's important to listen. It's okay to take a day off when a body part is aching a bit too much. Be in tune with your body. Every day you run, jog, or even walk vigorously, you're doing something good for yourself. And running can be a lifetime activity, something you can start as a youngster and continue well into your golden years. Thank you for listening to this episode of Healthy Headlines. Don't forget to rate us, review us, and subscribe to this and all Novant Health podcasts on Apple, Google, Spotify, or anywhere you choose to listen to us.